Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Lark Rise to Candleford, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman, and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Oh, I should have got a character. And little Darcy from Dorsetshire. <laughs> oh, I don't know any of the characters from Lark Rise, Lucy. Well, I'm... Apart from... We'll all know <laughs> very soon, won't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> Now, before we make a start on your many emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in luck. I mean, Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was sponsored by animal deaths and also abrupt conversation switches. Now, the first conversational switch. We began the week at Rickyard with Pip offending Toby by telling him that basically he was so bad in bed she'd become a lesbian and accidentally informing Stella that she'd had a quick go on Toby just to make sure. I thought there was a cooling off period, you know, she said. It was just like trying on a dress one last time before realising it made you feel fat and taking it to Oxfam. Stella? Stella? (laughs) Annoyingly, they made up. And thus we had a picnic which went from, fancy a biscuit, let's tell your five-year-old that we're a couple. Oh, God. Now, I don't know if it's just me or if any of you have maybe picked up on it. I'm not sure. But you don't think they're doing something about Lark Rice to Candleford, do you? No. Now, Susan reading it while she ate dinner with Neil should really be making him anxious. I mean, it's a lovely, <laughs> wholesome book full of bucolic charm, but it's not exactly unputdownable. <laughs> no one's staying up all night reading Lark Rise to Candleford. Neil, if she'd rather read it when you're right there in front of her, then you might want to up your conversational game. <laughs> Maybe move away from hilarious anecdotes about printer jams at Barrow. (laughs) Second abrupt conversational switch, over to Chelsea. You know what it's like. You're a teenage trainee hairdresser. You're trotting around the village, wheedling everyone you can find into letting you cut their hair, regardless of age, style, or whether it actually needs cutting. And then you suddenly decide that what you really, really fancy is a trip to an abattoir. (laughs) Josh had a new artistic vision for the Harvest Supper and it didn't feature DJ Jimmus featuring Kiki as Carmen Miranda. To be honest, they didn't sound any worse than the Wurzel Gummidges or whatever they were called. Poor Jimmus was absolutely hopping mad and to make matters worse, he now had to be dragged to a reading of, guess what? Poor sod. He's a professor spending his Friday evening listening to Susan madly over-enunciating when he could have been at home fiddling with Kiki's arpeggios. <laughs> Clary and Eddie prepared for the loss of William, Georgie and Parpy. They'll be glad to be shot of her, I expect. They won't have to keep the extractor fan on the whole time. It's Susan's 60th and she really wants to splash out, so Emma suggested a buffet. Emma always suggests a buffet for everything. Bar mitzvahs, weddings, kidney transplants. This was after Susan had come to the startling conclusion that Hollywood might have more opportunities than Ambridge, something Emma hotly denied. (laughs) Susan said she wanted to go riding again and Emma said, 
on a horse, I was very much hoping that Susan would reply, no, on Toby Fairbrother. But instead, Susan said she wanted six amazing things for 60 years. So Emma suggested a sausage roll and five scotch eggs. When that was rejected, she stuck her mother on a horse, probably called Lark Rise to Sod in Candleford, and sent her squawking and bouncing around the stables while Emma filmed her and posted her on TikTok with the slogan, look at the size of that arse. Oh, and the horses is quite big too, lols. Then we ended the week on a real high, oof, High octane. We spent half Friday evening driving around with Jimmus and Josh trying to find a woman we've never heard and the other half listening to the characters reading in a power cut. Look, the archers, I love you. I'm part of a flipping podcast about you. But spending an entire week in suspended animation talking about another programme that you're frantically trying to puff is the sort of thing that gets you cordially disliked on all sides. If you want to puff Radio 4 shows, then just take out some space in the Radio Times. That's what it's there for. They were on front row. Have Susan Carter interviewed by Lawrence Fox on GB News. I don't bloody care. But this week was like being lectured by an elderly person when they think they're being subtle. Pack it in. The end. Well, I thought it couldn't get any worse until... And then it did. Jim went... Have you had this incredible idea I've had? What is it, Jim? (laughs) That we, instead of having a brilliant band that everyone can let their head undo and have a boogie, (laughs) shall read a book. (laughs) And I was like, if this is a paid event, I'd immediately be demanding my money back. exactly. That was like, come on. We, We... also, it's been trailed so heavily. We know you're doing Lark Rise yeah. Candlefoot. We don't need to pretend you're doing it in a barn in candle light yeah. for candle. I think the coronation <laughs> got less airtime than Lark Rise to sodding. Oh, God. And how to make someone... I was thinking about this time last week. I thought, I must read Lark Rise to Candleford because clearly it's a good book. They're all talking... This, this, now mm. I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can bear to listen. Well, I was thinking that. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> right. You mentioned it one more. So- right. That's it. That's it. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> Stuff it. No, of course I listen. It's going to be good. And actually on the trailers, it sounds really brilliant. Proper acting and that. It's not like I think they must have learned from, do you remember when they used to do, <laughs> when they started doing these not yeah. Well, it's so confusing, isn't it? It's when because they started, it, the, it, it all got a bit meta. When they started to do the village play. And the actors didn't know whether they were yeah. acting in the style of Neil. Yeah. Neil being a character yeah. or the actor of Neil mm. doing a character. So mm. it's, which is very different, isn't it? But mm-hmm. I think now, they've, now they're now they just like, look, it's Louisa Patakas doing the character. It's Susie Riddell doing the character. So that takes away any awkwardness. So it'll obviously be beautifully acted. Well, I bloody hope they every actor in it got paid seven hundred and fifty billion pounds, because have you seen what the, the equity minimum is? Oh you see, I mean they're lucky if they got a sandwich out of it. I would have thought because the amount of an entire it's been an entire week. Yeah, I mean also it, the the Lark Rise to Candleford direction. Well, it directed this week, didn't it? Because the whole week and last week, I thought was parallels paralleling mm. the book wasn't it mm. so presumably that trip to the abattoir was something to do with lark rise because <laughs> otherwise what is point i think say? that's more to do with that you know we were talking last week about yeah, freddie and this yeah but yeah. that was all but that must be all the lark rise stuff isn't it because clearly i mean i haven't read the book but linking back it. to the countryside yeah and, yeah i watched it when it was on Our itv agricultural about roots. 
Do you remember that? Do you remember when ITV did it about 10 years ago? No. And it, well, it was really good. Maybe it was further ago than that. Now it is 2024 or whatever we're in. It was probably in about 2005. So that's about 10 years ago. So um... <laughs> Every time you say that, people email me and go, she can't count. <laughs> No, it's said, just that, that was five years. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was seventeen. Lucy, no, because twenty years ago is in the 2000s, if you can believe I it. I know. I can. Stupid. Yes, it should be 1989. Should be twenty years ago. <laughs> it's quite frankly, stupid. it's just stupid and showing off. Frankly, <laughs> showing off. <laughs> so anyway, it was great. I loved watching it on telly. Mm. And I'm sure radio does all that sort of rural drama. <laughs> radio does rural drama terribly well. So Maybe they great. should think about doing some sort of agricultural soap opera. <laughs> um, but the thing is, they didn't, you know, the Christmas, the, the Christmas, the, the bloody the Chrissy the, one. The, the, oh God, they didn't sorry, do a Chrissy I'm one, my head they? off because I'm so cross. They didn't do one this year, Lucy. No, but the, they did the, the... The, the Chaucer's Tales. Yeah, no, they then they that. did the Passion Play and or whatever. they did the Passion Fruit. The Travels, and, yeah. And... and and nobody made this much fuss. No, but I think that's because they know this is a goodie. I think this might well, be a better goodie. better be. It better but, be directed by... Oh, let me check. Let's see who's directed by. Because I'm surprised they haven't said, actually, on the on all the trails. I'm surprised mm. we don't know. I'm definitely going to listen, though. I'll tell you what, Emma. We could really do with this reading. We could really do with the direction. But what also what they did was a bit odd was... They didn't even make the readathon tonight, on Friday night, sound fun. No. Because, to be fair to dear, dear Chelsea, who was reading, she was struggling ever so slightly, wasn't she, with some of the words. Mm. So it wasn't like Judy Dench sat there no. reading in candle or like those Simon Kenneth Callow Branagh things. does rise to Candleford in the dark. <laughs> so <sighs> If I were sitting, I'd have just been look, literally looking at my watch going... How how long are we how, mm. how many people are, are, are reading tonight, guys? Because um, I've got to. Uh, Pub I've shut got soon. To. <laughs> yeah, come on, chop chop. I because no one even had a drink. No, did they? There was no. They're all sat there with their mobile phones, <laughs> shining lights around. Also, it's it's like in school when I don't know. If it, I'm sure it's like it in every school when uh, when you get to do reading from a book, mm. you know, and. Obviously, there's probably about four people in the class who can read really well. Yeah, and, do and everyone else is accents and stuff. <laughs> and everyone else is quite shit. Yeah. And so it becomes quite a competitive... Yeah. Not saying I was competitive, Lucy, but I didn't really well, like I bloody it when other was, people were and reading. I'm not really competitive. So if I was competitive <laughs> like that, you must have been thermonuclear, I'd imagine. No, but you'd just be like, come on, get to the end yeah. of your bit so I can do yes. my bit. It's like karaoke, isn't it? Yeah. All yeah. everyone's doing is waiting till that yes. person's finished so, so they, they can, can take the mic. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it is directed by, oh, producer and director Kim Greengrass. Okay. Oh, she's like standard archers, mm, isn't she? Yeah. Very nice. This better not be standard archers. This better <laughs> be, I'm expecting the Royal Writer performance. <sighs> if this doesn't get an E, if this doesn't get EGOT, I'm, I'm out. But it must be good because <sighs> if they'd made it and it was shit, I don't think they'd have gone on front row, do you? Or maybe they would. But they did all this guff three months ago before they'd done it. Look, Susan has got... Oh, no, she's a narrator. Oh. Molly Pipe is actually playing the main character. Oh, good. It's Mia. Um, Emma's got a good part. Good. Louisa Patagas got a main part. And um, 
can't even see Susie's. Oh, Susie's one of the narrators. Okay. But actually, their front row interview was very good. Okay. And it's obviously always fun to hear um, your friends. Yes. And slash cast members on the radio <laughs> on fr- on something as serious as front row. It's horrible. When yeah. front row, when like Samira Ahmed is getting excited because there are archers in the studio, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good listen. I think that was on Wednesday or Tuesday. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got to say about this week. Buckle roll hell's happening. Oh, it was it was a bit of a coasty. Well, I suppose because they're building up to. It was totally coasty. Nothing happened, did it? It's more coasty I, than I Dorset. It was I ridiculous. don't care that that Will's moving two no. meters down the road. No, <laughs> I just don't care. And I don't think he's going to shoot himself because <laughs> no. he's moving two meters down the road either. I, I don't care that George has suddenly had a big U-turn in his character and no, all that he's left his trainers anywhere. I don't <laughs> care about Susan's, but I quite care about Susan's birthday because yeah, I'm not sure what the other I five care. things are. Yeah. It's nice to hear Lillian. Do you yes. think, could you just clear something up for me? Yeah. Do you think... Nice to hear Emma Chipper as well, which yes. is always good. Always cheers me up yeah. when she's in a good well, she's, mood. Well, she's kind of reconciled now to the fact that, yeah. you know, she's all, at the moment, she's just stuck working for other people <laughs> and there we are. Um, do you think that Pip and Stella have actually now cleared the air? Because if <laughs> one more thing I've happens... Been... <laughs> When one of them has to leave abruptly in a sulk and then they both go around the village sulking for a bit and then they bump into each other and go, oh, hello, how are you? I'm fine. I'm sorry. That's right. Just get it all out in one go, for God's sake, or shut up about it. I listened out of order this week mm. because I kept forgetting what I'd well, listened to. It didn't really matter, did it? You it could have matter. listened to it backwards. And it Absolutely. Would have... It was one of those, you know, like a reversible dress because they just <laughs> were either making up or falling out or making yeah. up. And yeah. it didn't genuinely no, no. had n- no sort of no. effect on no. the story. No. And I don't care. <laughs> but also, but what I do slightly care about is that they've been together for five minutes mm. and they're telling Rosie, which is fine. I suppose it's up to the yeah. individual. But yeah. that I'd say for any relationship, that's quite soon yes. to break it to the kid that yes. you've got a stepmummy or daddy. Yes. And yeah. I thought Pip, is not I know Toby is a dick and very self-centered but I do find Pip's constant sort of sneeriness of him mm. and I know it's all in bants mm. but I don't like I think she's quite mean to Toby because mm. I like his his angle is well Rosie's my daughter and you're now in a relationship with someone and I don't want to be pushed out mm. which I think would yeah. be anybody's reaction yep. Yep. and she's like oh my god you're so self-centered you're such a man you've got such an ego it's like no i think he's probably just worried that you know he, feel, he's, yeah. he feels left out doesn't that he? is Which... incredibly uh, well, uh, tedious i think when people just have you know just there's no nuance in her response it's just oh you're a man you're full of yeah. yourself you're a man you're full of yourself you're yeah, a man you're just it, all about ego and you think you can't generalize about 50 percent well, of the population like no, that's and, not being an idiot well also he and he is we know he's a you know he's a bit of an egotistical wally yeah, but, but we also know that he's a really good dad yes and he's very loving to, mm. and he always takes it on the chin whenever pips yeah. sort of teases him like that yeah. and yeah. he is genuinely wants yeah. to be a great father and doesn't want to get yeah. pushed out so i think you know, it wasn't a big deal, clearly, but I do do find her attitude mm. towards him a bit selfish. Yes. But maybe that's just because I'm not her biggest fan. Mm. And I don't want to go off Stella because I love Stella, mm. but I, I'm still not on board with those two, necessarily. No. I don't know. Someone more relaxed would be... 
Someone well, less... Pip is infinitely more bearable when she's with Stella. Yeah. Unless she's putting her foot in it again. But also, I fi- is it just... I might just be reading this into it, but I find, you know, that sort of like, oh, you're, sex- you're as sexy as the mm. digger. I found, found that a bit... I felt that it was a bit awkward, but I don't... I thought the... the and of course it is because they're in a new relationship, so it mm. probably is a bit awkward. Am I reading too much into it, Lucy? Oh, Am I putting my own... Am I just no? Am I just because in my head, Stella doesn't really fancy Pip. <laughs> you mean you're not you're not you're not buying into their relationship because you can't hear yeah, any sort not, of yes. genuine but, passion. But that's probably just me. It's probably just me. And also because it's well, it's always just falling out, falling out. Yeah. Yeah. And also we can't. You know, the the <laughs> there's a big lesbian elephant in the room. We could, we're still kind of adjusting to Pip, the gay woman. When up until now she's just being annoying Pip and now she's Pip the gay woman and this is her girlfriend and, you know, and and we're seeing her in a different light. So I think that's partly... But I don't know that we are necessarily because she's never had a... She's never really had a sexuality. Well, she has, but that's never been part of her character. Oh, thanks. I've got a wine. Oh, thanks, Ruth. I think... (laughs) Do you think it's because... Do you think it's because they've sort of just skimming across the, it's just, it's sort of, I I don't know, like, it doesn't see, as she has sort of, Pip has said, do you know what, it's not really, I'm not really worried about it. No, not Mm. not worried about it, why would you worry about it? But she's, she sort of said it doesn't feel like it's a big deal to me. Mm. So, and I don't think we ever really identified her as anything, did we? I mean, but she's now interesting. (laughs) She was, yes. She's never been interesting before. That's true. And I think yes. we're adjusting to her being interesting and yes. actually having a personality, an adult personality outside of being it. a child because that's we it, still Lucy. think of her as a child. I, I think do. You, you've put the nail on the head. I'm always she, slightly surprised when she talks about Rosie because I yes. have to remind myself Rosie's her daughter, and not also, like a yes. sheepdog or something that she's because been left she's to look after. Because she's always been the, one of the kids at yes. Brookfield. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's probably mm. what the problem is. Then yeah. she has now entered a relationship with a with a with a very sorted, cool, um, a woman, not woman. a girl, a woman, a, yeah. a, a together woman. Whereas Pip's always but, like, I always imagine a sort of in a in a g- brownie uniform. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. No. Yeah. But also when Stella's going, uh, well, you know, suddenly I haven't really thought before, like, oh, you've got a kid. And yeah. I, but, I, in, but this is probably just me, but I'm thinking, it's, surely it's early days. You've been yeah. going out for yeah. two or three weeks. They haven't even been away together yet. No, no. Yeah. I mean, she still hasn't done a school pickup yet. No. She doesn't know what's going to hit her. And, and, and think, talking about, you know, oh, I'm taking on a child. You think, no, you're not taking on a child. You're, you're no, going you're out with the child's mother. That's exactly. it. Don't, yes. but, but, you know, we have to, we have to sort of accelerate through these things, don't we? Yes. I mean, she's going to end up like Lee, isn't she? Just <laughs> doing all the housework and all the childcare. Poor Stella, giving up her drill. Her drill is going to be her only escape from the... Her, I was really annoyed actually I was listening to them going on about the bloody drill and I was writing a bit in the monologue about sexy drills yeah Pip is never going to replace the drill in Stella's (laughs) heart or groin 
And then they went and said it. And I thought, oh, you fuckers. You were, <laughs> yeah. you it was funny, actually. <laughs> that scene was funny, actually, wasn't mm. it? I, I do. I do that's, and, that, and actually, when they are sort of like bantering, it's yeah. It's when okay. did they do any work, those two? Because they just seem to have picnics the whole yep. time. There's a lot of picnics. There's a lot of picnics. Thinking... And there's a lot of stropping in and out of each other's houses. Oh, the stropping is annoying, oh, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah. I don't care. Just stay and talk about it. Or shut up about it, but stop stropping off and saying you'll talk later. And then, oh. and also, you're still early days, guys. Yeah. You're, you're not engaged. It's mm. fine. So, you yeah. know. Anyway, anywho, we've spent a lot of time talking, and and I reckon in six months, Lucy, we won't be talking about it at all. No, because they'll just be because Stella will have killed out. Pip. <laughs> she'll be on. She'll no, be in. Ruth. Ruth will have killed Pip. Oh yes. I just can't bear to see you two together. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Um, at a har- Have you ever been to a Harvest Supper? Um, I think I, so. Yeah, I think I used to go to them when I was living in a village. But I don't think we ever had a band. I think it was just like a dinner. Maybe there was like some sort of Oh, I did. Band. In Zurich, I went to one. In Zurich? Yes. What is... I mean... Why do they have I, half a supper there? It's just in the It mountains. was a church thing. Church harvest supper. Oh, Eve, I, I thought it was just like an English thing. Yeah. British no, thing. No, I'm sure. I definitely remember going to one. And it wasn't well, in this country, so it must have been there. Was it fun? Um, I think it would be a nice thing to do I when everyone brings so. a dish. Yeah. But you just wouldn't stay for reading of a book. No, you And wouldn't. what if you hadn't read the book? It'd be a bit, a bit rude. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Stupid, I do, stupid, I, re- stupid. I really stupid, like stupid. the idea of a harvest festival, though, and a yes. harvest supper. And it doesn't really happen in my sort of sphere because there, there's, there isn't one at the kids' school Unfortunately, or the bloody food banks have replaced harvest. No, but suppers, I think they? that's why it's good mm. to sort of bring it back because yeah. actually I was quite shocked this year at the school they haven't done a... You know, like I remember in the nursery days, they used to do, when it was harvest time, you used, mm. everyone would take donations and yeah. it would go to the yeah. food bank. But they didn't do that at our school this year. And I thought, well, you're really missing, the harvest now sort of should be about yeah. making sure that your friends and neighbours have got, you know, full cupboards, shouldn't it? Yeah. Why have they not done it? Don't know. Oh. I think they just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> message, message, message from... Mm. David, who is talking, was talking about David in Wales. David. Yes, and I didn't David. read. This, I didn't read Jin David last week for confusing reasons. But anyway, oh, yeah. he was talking about. Um, oh, by the way, if you want to laugh, ladies and gentlemen, yes, go always, on, always go on Twitter and just put in Mark to Canterford. Oh, well, <laughs> because people are so cross. It's you know what, you know really I'm not on funny. You know, I'm not on there anymore, so yeah, I never see all the fun You can, You can stuff. still just... I, I know, think I'm you going can, on you it can put on, it online. And people are saying, I don't believe in book burning, but I'll hide happily. <laughs> but I think that's the shame. Set fire they've, to it. They've um, massively overdone yeah. it and they've ruined yeah. what actually... Any what any goodwill there was has now evaporated because we're like, actually, no, get stuffed. Mm. If they just sort of sprinkled a little bit here and there. And I thought what they did of like... I think because I think what they were doing this week was trying to parallel the stories of mm. village, you know, mm. like I don't know. I th- I'm sure there was some 
deliberate stuff of that going on. Yeah. And if they'd just done that and then yeah. trailed it yeah. up a, a little bit. And it, then people would have found it themselves yeah. and tweeted about it. And it just it just seems a bit... And also, the whole point of living in a village, and if you're talking about real rural life... In it. In it, though. People... It, it's now made... The tweeness and the bucolic fantasy world of the archers incredibly self-conscious because they're now looking at themselves as if they are characters in a book. Yes. Which is just... The idea of Neil reading a book about raising no. pigs. Yeah. Although when it was he, quite funny he, when Jazza found him out. Yeah. But he would have heard all that stuff firsthand. Why would he then want to read about it? Yes, I know. It's, it's weird, it's, isn't it? It's making them... It's make, It's like one of those Cotswold villages that the National Trust buys the whole thing yeah. and then doesn't allow anything to change because it's got to be like some yes. rural Disneyland, you know. And you're, they're making them be that and it's really uncomfortable, I think. It would have <sighs> been more palatable if Neil had just been... Kept on with this, kept on with the sort of oh, not that book uh, again. I was yeah. doing my head in, yeah. and left it at that, yeah. and not because that's believable, isn't yeah. it? Yes. If totally. if some characters in the Archers had mm. been a bit like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And yeah, I'm too busy living it to be reading about it. Yeah. But instead, yeah. it's all oh. anyway. Anyway, uh, never mind. And also, fine, Lucy. We'll Chelsea listen, we'll a shiny shit, Frank, frankly. She, she but anyway, I don't, I don't think she. I think she'd yeah. have better things to do on a yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Probably yes, but Lucy. Look. One of the oh, my favorite bit of the week is one oh, yeah. line. Yeah, is when she was so annoyed about Josh upsetting Jim, and she said no because Jim's a mate. And I thought that's oh, lovely that you've yeah. got a nineteen-year-old and yeah. a you know seventy-year-old, and she thinks of him as a mate, and she yeah. genuinely did. You that, know, that, yeah, that is not lovely. he's a nice old boy or anything. Yeah. he's a mate. He's like a con, you know like a contemporary, he's an equal, and that that's lovely. The yes. Jazza, Jim, Chelsea, yeah. Tracy, Brad, everything about that whole yeah. setup is lovely. But they do that quite a lot, don't they? Because they have Oliver with the Grundies yeah, and now they have Jim with the with the Horobins and it's like a sort of... Um, do you remember when Oliver and Tracy, we, we, yeah. we were sort of will they, won't they yeah. about their relationship? Because yeah. yeah. Oliver, and now she won't give him a second glance. No. <laughs> Unless he's no, paying she, for Brad's no. education. <laughs> Um, um, anyway, yes, if you want to laugh, go and look at Lark Rust Canada. Okay. Just read all the unpleasant things people have said about it. Oh, I feel bad funny. now. I feel bad that we're slugging it off. We haven't even heard it. It's probably wonderful. <laughs> but we know, sure I'm sure it will be, be wonderful. Yeah, it will be. And it would have been wonderful no, if but they hadn't kept going on it. about it. Yeah. Yes. Well, if God. any listeners have been affected by Lark Rust Candleford. <laughs> Steve Lamack will be joining yeah. <laughs> for the uh, read-along on <laughs> Sunday morning. Um, okay. Right, this is from uh, David. And sorry, David, I should have uh, read this out. Last week, David says, you all know that I'm Natasha's number one fan, so my <laughs> comments won't come as a surprise. He's talking about last uh, week when um, uh, Natasha was talking to uh, Fallon about b b improving the, the, the tea rooms. Yep. Unlike the Archer's clan, if Natasha wants to get something done, she does her research and gets on with it. Yeah. The Archer's, meanwhile, tiptoe round, leading to misunderstandings and half-conversations that drag on for weeks. Natasha has not misled Fallon. It was the bridge farm lot that prevaricated about even discussing the lease for weeks. 
There's some misogyny going on here in listeners' reactions to Natasha. Justin, Brian and even Matt have all trod heavily over others. Sorry, all tread heavily over others to get a business deal and we tut and roll our eyes affectionately in Brian's case anyway. Natasha is a woman, so it's open season, Cariad. We've seen Natasha's soft side helping Kirsty to find Blake when Tom went into blancmange mode. She's not ruthless, but she gets things done. Unlike the archers, she has had nothing come to her on a plate. Natasha is an obvious role model for Emma, who no doubt craves a Range Rover and clippy cloppy shoes. That <laughs> dynamic will be interesting when, of course, Emma gets the job. Uh, I think he's completely right, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point about Natasha. That's why I like Natasha, because she's a... She is... A, she, also, she's happy to be seen as the villain. She doesn't yeah, shy away yeah. and hide behind other people. Mm. She's like, whatever, I don't care yeah. as long as I can do this because yeah. it's going to benefit my family mm. and she doesn't she at least she's honest mm. yes yeah. yes and she 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 gets you they all hide behind her yeah um yeah. but she it's because she doesn't define herself through the village like all like the stroppy people like ruth is stroppy or seen yeah. as stroppy yeah well, by us anyway yeah. and um <laughs> sorry ruth and um no, Natasha is, that's not and, true lucy <laughs> and stella is but that's all because they've all had a life outside the village the people mm. that were born straight into the village are terrified of village opinion mm. um right. so do you think so do you so i assume the the um well the assumption is that Emma will end up running the tea room yeah. because Fallon will go and open yeah. up the yeah. the other one. I don't think I don't think Fallon will be able to stick being told what to do. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, she'll she'll would... flounce out. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, maybe she can flounce out when Ruth doesn't and when Pip doesn't, and they can at least will it, just get two over in one go. Um, this is from Naomi, who says. Can you why? hear me crunching? Yes. Oh, sorry. It's fine. She says, uh, why is Rosie doing phase five phonics in September? Has time got the better of me? She must be eating graphemes and trigraphs for breakfast, that child. Oh, hang on. Maybe that's why her jumper doesn't fit. She's in year one, isn't she? I work at a primary school. I'm no expert at phonics, but year one phase five should be further on in the academic year, I'm sure. Yes, well, maybe she is a genius. Rosie is a genius. Rosie is a genius. Yes. Oh, yeah, do you remember when she was um, a little bit bigger than she should be for about yes. a week? Yes, And Ben had to have a chat about obesity. <laughs> and that was another tick off the, we've covered childhood obesity. We've covered there. We've got, we're now going to do, oh, now, yes, this is the next thing. Mm. Um, on, in that vein, this is from Grace King who says uh, she's been talking about the episode where Vince took Freddie around the abattoir with family and friends. She said at first Freddie was concerned and couldn't even say the word slaughter. And afterwards he was all, oh, it was great. I love this. Yeah. Complete propaganda for the listeners who were supposed to think, oh, well, slaughtering animals must be fine then. <laughs> slaughter is a natural part of farming, which they never include. This is a perfect and natural opportunity to do it. And they didn't. We heard right before they entered the abattoir and then after they'd gone round the different rooms, but we didn't hear anything while they were oh actually God. with the animals. Oh, we couldn't have done. <laughs> it we seems like a squeals. She, she oh says it God. seems like a very politically motivated omission. <laughs> it would have added drama and interest to hear Freddie's reaction inside the slaughter Oh, my room. God. <laughs> I she said we I could have heard the animals before. She said they wouldn't have had to have had the sound of animals being killed, but we could have heard the animals before or yeah. even Vince explaining as it happened. She said they wrote it in the most sanitised way possible. 
We hear all other details of animals' lives like births, illnesses, a pet dog getting put down, but even Vulvas. though it's a farming show, yes, we never hear the end point of the farmed animals' lives. It Good is sanitised for us as listeners and the reality is hidden so we can go on eating meat and dairy and not feel conflicted. Very good point. And yes. I'm really happy for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear the squealy peepings. <laughs> Did thought, you think that Chelsea was... Do you think... Do you think... Was that... Was What I didn't get was... Was that episode where Chelsea was um, with the pigs part of the lark rise to piddly pomps? No. Or was it that she was going to infect them? When no, I, she is not going to infect them. I it kept was, being really nervous. No, that, that it they was, were, yeah, because that they Neil just, was going to turn around and go, "No, your manicure is on the." They just tails. kept bellowing biosecure. The word biosecurity. I know, didn't but they? then so the only point of that episode then was because it was um, Lark Rise to Candlefoody, and it was welfare. I, do, and, I think that that I think that because I kept being really anxious. I was sort of on edge <laughs> thinking, oh my God, they're going to turn around and she's infected at she's all read, of them. She's feeding them scampy fries. Yeah, well, exactly. I, <laughs> I got them frazzles. Um, I think that there are two strands going on here. I think this week, I think they have a big um, chart, one of those YP charts. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. <laughs> and each week is like blocked out with what the main themes are going to be. And this week it says, uh, Lark Rise to Candleford slash animal, uh, 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 animal Welfare and Farming. And I think they're doing a huge Animal Welfare and Farming stream and Freddie's connected with it and that was connected with it. And there's going to be some new business that, um, uh, that is connected with that. I think they should have just made it about the harvest. Mm. We plough the fields and scatter. Scatter. Good <laughs> on our lawn. The good seed Did on you the ground. That? Yes. On that hot spot and watered by God Almighty hand. Because <laughs> you never quite knew what the words were. You know, so you but just you sort knew of the like sounds. <laughs> you knew the sounds and the sort of mouth movements to make to <laughs> sing that song. Because no one can read when you're doing common no. praise. It's, mm. You just sort of make it up, don't you? But um, you, know, uh, you know, by the way, uh, my friend Ryan last night found me this very funny thing. Is that Ryan um, who's no, plays No, not that me? Ryan. No. Oh. Oh, or Ryan that plays jazz. There's far too many Ryans. My other friend, Ryan, who's nothing right. to do with those people. Right. Um, he said, have you, you know, because we were talking about uh, business and, um, yes. and <laughs> <laughs> what we know so much about. <laughs> um, 
he said, have you heard the Howard's Way business thing? And I said, what, what is, what is what? And he sent it and it is a collection on YouTube of all the times that Howard's Way says business. And it, I'm just going to play you a little snippet of it, oh, but it's hilarious. Because again, Howard's Way was very, very careful never to identify what <laughs> anyone did, business. how much they got for it or anything else. Ready? Okay. business Little lady, you don't need to worry yourself about this. This is business. I'll handle business. <laughs> um, uh, Terry White has pointed out that the last village doctor we heard of was Tim Hathaway, Siobhan's oh. husband, who left for Southampton when, with wow. Janet Fisher when the latter moved to a parish down there. What, so did Siobhan's husband have an affair? Well, apparently he went off with Janet Fisher, who was the he vicar. Must... Oh, my God. I don't remember any of that. I don't either. But I do, that, Terry, is now, that definitely right or was it a dream? Oh, my God. Mm. I do vaguely remember a vicar called yes. Janet. Yes. <gasps> this is awesome. Can mm. we have more info, please? Yes. Uh, this is from Anne, who says, um, Didn't Mince offer Freddie a job at the abattoir before he left to DJ in mm. wherever he I agree that Freddie gets a million second chances while Emma gets her finger stepped on mm. whenever she tries to climb. Um, now, Anne yeah. is Canadian and a few other people as well messaged to say that they thought Vince and Sykesy were the same person. Oh, Because wow. the accent sounded so similar to them, yeah. they couldn't distinguish between the... Uh, oh, that's really the, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they both have got the same accent, haven't yes. they? Yes. Um, and also she said, are members of the Commonwealth allowed to contribute to Jeff's efforts? My first teaching job was at a school for students with visual impairments, famous for kicking out Ray Charles, allegedly. And I know how important guide dogs are. I had no idea how long the wait list was. Yes, they are allowed. And that would be great. Thank you very much. And Anne. what is the website? What we can go I on? can't remember. It's just giving and it's on Jeff's Twitter feed, which is at Tonka Thomas. Okay. And I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, thanks, I'll look it up. I'm not very good at that. Okay. <laughs> we go Tonka Thomas on Twitter. Yes. Um, and you know the Eurovision, um, uh, the Eurovision theme tune that yes. you, you accused Febreze of creating? <laughs> yes. Uh, Justine uh, in Malta has converted into her new ringtone. Oh my god! She says, "Given that I hate answering the phone, I will now enjoy listening to it ring and ring and ring and ring and ring." Wow! <laughs> ring That's and you know. ring and ring and ring. <laughs> oh my god! Good luck. Um, Kate uh, Lyle has messaged uh, because you said that you wanted to be called Kate. Kate and Lyle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She said, Kate "My name Lyle. is Kate." There's a little shake there, Lucy. Did you guess yeah. very good. Yeah. Very sweet. I'm sure Kate's <laughs> never heard it before. <laughs> she said, my name is Kate, and while I quite like it, yes. I have always longed to be called Harriet. 
No. After my literary heroine, Harriet Vane, Lord Peter oh Wims' wife. Oh, I take like... a slight extra pleasure oh. in the podcast because of your tenuous connection to her. Oh, tenuous, tenuous. Yes. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> We're blood related. Uh, oh, that's so cool. So, oh, you so could, I suggest names. you just swap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Mm. Thanks, Kate. I, I really, I, yeah, I do. My middle name is Kate. Oh. I don't know if I said that, but um, I, yeah, I really wished I could What was your mother's maiden name? Briarly. I'm joking because it's what you do for security checks. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I've just given everyone like all my passwords. Oh shit. And there's no way I'm gonna change any of them ever. <laughs> no. It's fine. I can't you know it's the amount of times on, on you get that thing going, there's been a data breach. Mm. Please yeah. do you ever uh, I'd never do. I take a slight I get a slight feeling of pride when it says, You have forgotten your you seem to have forgotten your username and your password. And I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> yep. Because I'm a bloody busy woman, yep, okay? I've, I've, if I'm, I'm going to do it, business. do it properly. I'm just going to forget everything, right? Not just one little bit of it, the whole thing. Yes. I don't have time for usernames. <laughs> oh, God. I don't yeah. have time to get into my own bank account. I mean, I, why would I want to do that? I was nearly I in tears it. trying to... Oh, no. Trying to get into oh. high security. No, it's just, no, it's because I had a new phone and you have to reinstall everything. And oh. then it says... Mine keeps... What mine... was the name of the number that you first thought of? And you're like, oh, oh Lucy. Sod off. I don't so know. annoying. Mm. But my blimming... I don't know what I'm doing wrong on my um, Chrome settings, but it keeps logging me out of everything. And Oh, really? So, yeah, I keep having to sign into everything uh, it's so annoying annoying i just don't have time to rem- put passwords in okay just make it open it's kate one okay just call your email email at email.com and just use that for everything um this is um from steve yeah who says why Fallon did not think to go to the charging station herself, I don't know. I can't imagine why she thinks it'll be okay working for someone who has royally shafted you once and is doubtless more than happy to do it again. She is a typical smiling assassin. I felt a little sorry for Emma, but has only recently <laughs> expressed any sort of interest in her improving herself and Fallon was not around while she did. As far as Harrison and Fallon are concerned, when Harrison asked about going part-time, they were in a position to do it. I don't know exactly what the terms of her lease were, but I would suggest that a more sensible course would have been to ask the archers to buy her business from her, they own the building, not the business, and invest that money in tendering for the EV charging station cafe. Ruth, mad as a bucket of frogs. David, I think, has been portrayed really well in the story arc. Not entirely sure what the right thing to say is, but with the degree of sensitivity I could find entirely believable. The concern for the age difference is not unreasonable, but Mm -hmm. Ruth is behaving like a toddler whose friend has started talking to someone else. Yeah, she's jealous. Lastly, is it me, or is the rush of people we've not heard for about six months, we've heard... We haven't heard from for about six months a contractual thing. I'd completely forgotten who Paul was when they were talking about him in relation to the house share. That's the problem. They, yes, I, when Lily mm. was in it this week, I thought, oh, that's nice. And it took me ages to remember that they're yeah. living together. I, I, <laughs> yeah. But but that's what keeps happening because we're not hearing yeah. characters so regularly. Yeah. And so it takes you a while to remember the context. Well, it's like when you see someone you haven't seen for ages and you yes. say, oh, now, God. has it's he awful. started university yet? Oh, yes, he has. Yes. No, what? Oh, he's in year three. Oh, oh okay. And, then, yes. you know, and it's oh, horrible. Awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. Because it yeah. makes you look like you haven't been listening. But yes, you have. It's just been replaced by other things. God, I remember when I said to my friend once, oh, I don't know. She was like, oh, because I never listen. I, you know, I love the sound of my own voice too much. And 
she was talking about her kitchen extension. I said, are you having your kitchen extended? And she just turned around and went, I told you that the last time we met. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but Ooh. clearly she just got really pissed off she with me. Never. <laughs> yes, I just, but I think it's because, you know, quite often I don't listen. Okay. <laughs> but if you're having a great night out, yeah. you don't listen to the details. No. You listen to the juicy bits. Yes. It's boring listening and to again, someone having a And again, you're waiting for someone else to stop talking so you can start. It's, exactly. It's, yeah. Yes, exactly, Lucy. It's all about the reading out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I only want to hear me or you, actually. <laughs> when is it my turn to talk now? Unless someone's having a good old bitch about someone, yeah. and then I'll listen. Yes, You're, yeah. Put your drink down and concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Daniel Millichip says, "If I hear the words the straw crows one more time, I'm going to set fire to all the scarecrows." In terms of the excellent idea of fanfic, all I can think of so far is Toby shacking up with me. Not quite the idea, but there we go. <laughs> I don't mind the straw crows. I sort of believed in them. Uh, well, I'd rather hear about them than you know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine they're a bit like the Levelers. Do you remember the Levelers? Yes, I loved the Levelers. Yes. Uh, I don't know why I'm going yes in that river. I think way, the drummer, like anyway. the drummer's auntie, lived in our village, so we had Ooh. quite a close connection to oh, the Levelers. I see. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, this is from Jennifer, mm -hmm. Jenny Darling from Leeds. Hello, Jenny Darling from Leeds. She says, I feel like every episode of The Archers I've turned over two pages at once at the moment. Yes. When did Chelsea move in with Josh, Paul and Lily? What a random mix. She didn't, actually, no, Jenny no. Darling. But the way they wrote that. Yes. Because she said at our house and it made it sound like. I am on board with this. Yeah. I also got really confused. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, this is from uh, Terry White again, uh, who said. Why was it Josh that had to break the news to Jim? It should have been left to David. It was David's interference which got Jim and Kiki involved unnecessarily. It was David who failed to tell Josh what he'd done until it was too late. Yep. David is the villain, not Josh. And David should offer some sort of restitution to Kiki for spoiling her weekend by his thoughtlessness. Yeah, yes. that's a good point. It yes. was actually, Josh said, trust me on this. Maybe I'll he can it. give her an event in the barn. <laughs> Kiki, I would quite like to meet Kiki. She does sound like it's a sounds a like a parakeet to me. Diva, anyway. diva doesn't mm, she? Though. Yeah. Um, now Andrew Stewart says, "I know you two are big Kerry Davis fans, but I wanted to give a shout out to this week's writer Naila Ahmed. She is my absolute favourite. Some of the storylines might be a bit weird, but that isn't ever the writer's fault. What I really like about Naila is the way she writes dialogue. Her scripts always sound very natural and never jar. Plus, she doesn't feel the need to include the names of the sodding characters every third <laughs> word, which encourages encourages the actors to act as opposed to just read. The whole program is better for that." I don't know That's anything really about her, but if you ever meet to tell her, I think she's really good, <laughs> Andrew. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look out for her week. She then. is. She, she didn't do this week. She did the week before. But she is funny, and Kerry Davis said to me she's really, really good at the humour stuff. Oh right. Yeah. Oh good. I'm gonna. So quite often when it's a funny week or it, there's a, there's been an exchange that we've both liked, it's quite often a Naila Ahmed week. Oh good. Um, Jean Genie says. I'm beginning to think the scriptwriters have been kidnapped and held hostage by the meat marketing board. Is it carnival week? Is it some type of challenge? A bet to see if you can get the words Lark Rise to Candleford 
biosecurity and manicure into one episode. Bring back Helen and Lee and you know much you know how much I hate them. <laughs> yes, it was all a bit confusing. Uh people all went, ooh, 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 when Chelsea told Pip that she was glowing. Yeah. And everyone said, Oh, oh, is she pregnant? Is she pregnant? Oh, is she pregnant? God. I think she's just supposed to be in love. Is she no, not? but I'd forgotten about that twist because someone mm. else had suggested that, hadn't mm. they? Yeah. <gasps> I think that I mean, yeah, I know it was, yeah, I know it's because I just read it as she's in love, but I'd forgotten that potential twist, mm. which would be very good. Yes. Did you not want people okay. to know you've gone for a wee? No. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> Lucy went for a really, really, really long wee. <laughs> it wasn't a really long wee. It's still, it my was house a long, is a long way away from the garden. It's I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, the toilet is at the bottom of the garden. Yes. In and, a hut. Um, little shed. In the hut. Yes. yes. Like anyway, Lark sorry, TMI. <laughs> you like a little yeah. character. Yeah. Little Laura Timmis from, yeah, Lark Rise to Candley Candlefrit. Candley Candlefrit. Um, James Anywho. Everett says, I have been doing my part for the youth element. I've been doing my best for the Archers youth element and have managed to recruit my friend, 18 years old, to listen to the Archers, although wow. she did require me to draw a family tree. Oh, oh my gosh. God. <laughs> Also, how annoying when I say, don't worry about Vince Casey, he's barely in it, and then he turns up in the oh. next episode. I have also managed to convince her to listen to Ambridge on the Couch. Let's hope she listens this week. Say hello to Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Do you think she's listened this far? Because we're quite Probably not. far in now. Yeah. Hi, Shannon, if you're still listening. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang on in there, right till the end. Although I think you only need people to listen to the first three minutes of yeah. 90 seconds or something for it to count as a listen. So, Oh, really? Oh, splendid. Something like that. Okay. So hopefully she listened for that. <laughs> um, Michael Gorman, the doorman, says, the one good thing about this week, the one good thing about this week in the Arches is that we will not have to listen to the no doubt execrable strangled crows Singing about necromancy or whatever Josh's idea of a good band goes on about. I imagine Kiki is like Mrs. Mills or Winnie Atwell. Ask your grandmother, he says, banging out, roll out the barrel, etc. on the old Joanna as the non-mute inhabitants of Ambridge sing along. Yes, at least you know what isn't flipping musical. That's a relief. Well, because they do like to sing, don't they, sometimes? Oh, what you mean, at least they're not doing... Mm. Yes, a musical. Yes, the musical. Yes. Oh God, that might be next year. Oh God. No, please. The sun on the meadow is <laughs> rising above the coin. Oh, my love is in the grasses. I think I'll start writing it tomorrow. Um, uh, Ellen Hughes, uh, Doctor Ellen Hughes, who is oh. a vet, yes. says. Um, Harriet's response to the question do you just love being a mum <laughs> made me laugh so much because it brought back memories of when my son was born in the blissful brackets aka horrendous newborn phase one relative started all her inquiries with are you just so happy although very well intentioned this used to drive me mad as I then always came across as a miserable old cow when I didn't gush with enthusiasm about the bleeding nipples and bone aching tiredness 
I thought I should also let you know that the said son was in the car while the Eurovision National Anthem Archers mashup was playing and it inspired some exuberant toddler dancing. (laughs) Finally, definitely, see if you can sneak in and cuddle some guide dog puppies. I had one morning when I first qualified as a vet when I was presented with a basket full of 10 chocolate Labrador puppies to health check. And frankly, my entire career has been downhill since then. (laughs) I can imagine. Cock look puppies. Wow. <laughs> right. Uh, now, do you remember no, what the hell is happening course, here from no. last week? Okay. Yeah, it was something that we knew. Yes. I remember that. What the hell the is happening? What the hell is happening here? <laughs> this is what it was. You know, I had such a strange experience this morning. Down in the Millennium Ward. Have you been to the magic mushrooms again? No, no, really. No, listen. You know that little glade right in the middle? What do you think I saw down among the tree roots? Tell me. A little elf in grotto. What? Right, do you remember that? And we knew what it was. So what was was it, it, Harriet? A Grundy World thing. James Everett was the only person that got this right, and he did it. So, of course, he would get it right. Um, (laughs) Well done, James. Yes, well done. Well done, you. Um, It became home to an elven grotto with tiny fairy and pixie houses, with many Ambridge residents adding tiny pieces of furniture, including Ed Grundy for his daughter, Kira. It became a huge tourist hotspot with Eddie and Joe selling merchandise. However, the influx of tourism made Brian and Will angry as it was disturbing the birds, so Brian got a oh. survey done to get rid of them. Oh, right. Mm. Oh, then I don't remember that being the answer, actually. I remember the little tiny elfin houses and all that, and I remember <coughs> the Eddie and Joe obviously trying to... Monetize make, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it. yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. But I don't remember... I mean, did they start it? Were they the ones that first did it? I don't know that. I don't know. I can't oh, remember. You didn't know that. You went a bit Bristol then. I don't yeah. know that. I don't know. Um, well, yes. So, James, you're going to have to find that out and come back to us because obviously you've just started a degree course, so you've got nothing else to do, frankly. What's actually James doing his degree course in? In the archers. <laughs> of course he is. Yes. He's beginning to become a master of arts in Ambridge on the couch. Yep. Good. Yeah. Uh, and this is this week's one. You ready? Okay. Helen, please, look, you don't have to go. Uh, I think I do. Well, I'm sorry, okay, I didn't want to have to tell you. And why did you then? Because I said, I care about you, okay, and you did ask me. Well, I wish I hadn't now. Well, I couldn't lie to you. Look, you've got him all wrong. Helen, okay, I really hope I have, but Just I don't... Just when I found a lovely man, I don't need you slagging him off. You did ask me. I think we all know what that was about. I wonder what it was that he'd been caught doing, though. Hmm. (coughs) Uh, Didn't they have a dinner party? Oh, that was Little Miss Giggly. Yeah. Do you Mm. think it might have been after that? Yeah. And maybe Ian was saying... But it was almost like, oh, so she was saying, what did you think of him? And he told yes, her. Yes, yes. Or unless, yeah, unless he, Ian had seen Rob do something. and mm. I think Rob was always quite careful. Yeah, yeah. Not he didn't, to do anything. He didn't put um, his hands on people's bottoms. No. That didn't want them there, etc. Yeah. Which yeah, makes so him I, unusual I, in the BBC, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> 
Oh dear, don't get me started on what my mum would have said. <sighs> I mean, my day, when I worked in telly, darling, if someone didn't touch your bottom, you were, I mean, you were mortally offended, darling. <laughs> Yes, Mum, but it's not. That's not really the. That's not really the. I mean, you know, if someone said you don't have nice tits, I mean, mm. it just it just wasn't. It's was like, yeah, you don't. Mean you should feel flattered. You should feel flattered. <laughs> don't know what's wrong with people. So quick to take offence. We they? sat on everyone's knee, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> yeah, we've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm not. So I think it. I think it relates to. But it was obviously gate. Rob. But what was yeah. it that he was doing? Yes. What had he done? What had he been doing? Or was yeah. it just a comment by Ian on? Yeah. You know. So what Saying, do you think I'm then? A bit. I think he's about a massive ass. <laughs> well, didn't. You didn't have to tell me <laughs> what you thought. Got my doubts about this guy. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Mm. Good one. Good, right. Good teaser. Now we're going to cross over to Radio Borchester. Borchester. No, we're not crossing over to Radio Borchester. Oh. We're just going to the banks of the Am, where Krusty <laughs> is waiting to test the water quality. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've never met a real celebrity before. Well, not since Beyonce opened the flower and produce anyway. He's such a hero of mine. And he's a real eco-campaigner. To have him checking the water quality of the am is a real coup. Oh, hang on, someone's pulling up. I think it's him. I'll see you later. Oh, he doesn't look like I remembered. Hello, Krusty Miller. I'm Fergal. It's lovely to meet you, Mr. Sharky. I've been an admirer of yours. Ah, uh, it's a common mistake. I'm Fergal Shonky. Borchester Waterboard. Sorry, were you expecting the lad with the bob? No, 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 it doesn't matter at all. I mean, the water quality is the main thing, isn't it? It was me that discovered the last contamination. And I can't tell you how horrible it was to go wild swimming with Roy and then find myself paddling alongside a flabby, grey, lifeless form... And seeing the fish was awful too. Ah, so you're a wild swimmer, are you? I see. We have big problems with you lot. Some stretches of the rivers around Cornwall are three parts John Frieder anti-dandruff. Oh no, I'm a committed ecologist. I've rewilded it, it did that bit of woodland over there. We have scouts that come and look at caterpillars. God knows why. Maybe it's for a badge or something, but most of them enjoy it. Locals come and have sex in it in big coats, and pensioners come to look at tits and argue. And we have a green campsite where people can come and enjoy the unspoilt beauty of nature and buy overpriced cheese. Compost loose, is it? Yes, yes, all of that. Bucket showers, the whole lot. And where do you reckon that all ends up? Well, anyway, let's take a sample while I'm here. Although the fact that the river is so sluggish is a bit of a giveaway. Would you say the water is a typical colour today, Miss Miller? Like khaki porridge? Yes, that seems normal. Okie doke. I'll just dip the test tube. No, I'm going to have to take a slice out of it, I think. I'll use my pen knife. There we go. Just the top of the crust. Now, I'll put my litmus paper in. Should it be smoking like that? Ideally not, no. But let's see. We'll have to wait a bit for the results. We have tried, honestly, Mr. Shunky. I mean, my colleague Rex, who does the rewilderating with me, he actually lives on the river, on a narrow boat. 
and on a high fibre diet if these results are anything to go by, as I'm getting very strong Sultana bran residue. Oh, yes, he's moored a little downwind. Downstream, I mean. Well, it is as I feared, Miss Miller. The river arm seems to be a complex blend of faeces, pesticides, dead sheep, scout, and dissolving swimming cozy gusset. I'm going to have to declare it a biohazard. Oh, this is devastating news. For biodiversity, yes it is. I mean, the only way you're going to get otters in this river is if they can water ski. No, I mean devastating for local business. Isn't local business the problem? Well, yes, but how do you think we make shires? Thank you very um, much, Krusty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and Fergal Shonky, obviously. Um, <laughs> now, Patreons, messages for you now. Oh, yes. We are planning on doing our... I didn't check my diary before I said yes. Yeah, I know, I'm I didn't sure check yes. my diary when okay, I suggested fine. it. So anyway, we think <laughs> we're possibly doing it. Because it's a Monday. Who yeah. does anything on a Monday? I know. Uh, Monday the 30th of October for the Halloween fancy dress Zoom. And that's not actual Halloween, is it? So we won't no, be trick or treating. Actual Halloween. So um, if you fancy that, Patreons, uh, then obviously the link will go out um, on the well the day before as normal. Yep. Um, and now we'll be dressing up as dead archers characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, you or you have to. <laughs> you can't just come as a corpse. You have to explain who you are and why you are wearing that okay. thing, whatever okay. it is. If you're shy, you don't have to dress up no, at all. If you don't want to, no. you could just applaud everyone else's. Yes. Because um, everyone else is raving show off, like me and Harriet. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to talk, that's fine. Yes. Because Lucy and I will just talk yes. for you. <laughs> Waiting impatiently for the other one to shut up. So we can start. <laughs> um, now, Patreon news. We have a winner. Last week's question oh, was... Competition. What time. was the name of the two brothers that set up the Straw Crows? Oh, yes. And the answer was, was. Uh, Taig and Paddy started the Straw Crows. They um. were in Josh's year at school and they started the Straw Crows. Neither of those, I think, are the, the girl that he fancied that played the violin. But anyway, that's who started it. So it well done question. to everybody who got that right. Good, well done. And the winner is... Let me look up my little... Are you doing a drum roll? Yeah. That's very good. The winner is... And the winner will be receiving a Spice Kitchen tin and book, signed book. I'm demonstrating it now, Lucy. You're demonstrating what? You know it's radio, don't you? People can't Hang on. Mmm, that smells so good. You're not supposed to be stripping. You're just talking about <laughs> spices. You got one, didn't you? You got one of the tins. Well, I, I'm so lucky, aren't I? Because I had, because I am genuinely a fan of Spice Kitchen. I was bigging them up anyway, and then they really kindly sent me a tin. <laughs> oh, and I'm so excited! And it came with a little recipe book, and um, I'm going to be doing the aubergine curry tomorrow Ooh, night. But it's nice. one of those. Ex- so you get like loads of lovely smelling packages. And um, it's like a drugs tin, but like with stuff you can eat. <laughs> Lovely. It smells so nice. And it's really exciting. 
and and a recipe book. So what's what? And, the, and I was thinking, oh, the recipe book is the thing you need because otherwise you'd go, oh, I don't really know what to do. Yes. These are so, all fantastic and a bit intimidating. So yes, I'll just put them yes. in the cupboard. Yes. But when you've got the book, <laughs> but your you're like, would oh, smell thank God. Right. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Oh, so I got so excited. But yeah, tomorrow's aubergine. I can't remember. There was another one I was really mm. loving the look of. But um, yeah, I'm doing aubergine tomorrow. Yummy. Let us know how it goes. I will. So do. the winner is, brace yourself. Yeah. Elizabeth Bartle. Oh, great, Elizabeth Bartle. Well done, Elizabeth Bartle. And if you can, message me at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com with your address. And they'll probably need a number as well to ring you because the couriers always need a mobile number to liaise yeah. people. Um, then I will ask and the lovely PR for Spice Kitchen uh, to pop that in the post Yay. for you. And thank you so much for sending me one because I got very excited. <laughs> and the kids are excited because we're having curry tomorrow. Yay! With Strictly. Yay! Like even I'm excited and I'm not even best. having curry. Oh, Lucy, you, like the two best things in the world are a curry and Strictly. That's like the only good thing about winter. And Bake Off. Slash autumn. No, I don't really watch Bake Off. Mm. Sorry. I should. I, I would really like to get into it, but it's... I don't really know what when it's on. It's on um, Wednesday It's on Channel night, 4, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I don't really do Channel 4. What do you mean you don't really Well, do? because I don't have an app. I wouldn't know how you get it on the telly. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I only really know how to get Netflix. Oh, my God. <laughs> or Apple. I don't really know how to get the normal channels. <laughs> Real telly, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old telly. And the app Vintage is quite, telly, you don't the know. The all four app is annoying because you have to watch an advert before it's, you know, oh. the adverts are quite annoying on that app, okay. I have to say. Anyway. Okay. anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, excuse me, I got overexcited. Now, Good. this week's competition, yeah. the winner will get yes. a, <laughs> an accurate <laughs> watch. What? Yes. God, who's providing that? <laughs> well, Toby Fur, brother. <laughs> Accurist, oddly, Harriet. Um, wow. Yes. Um, and what they will do is they will engrave Ooh. the back of the watch with anything that you want. Within, It's got to be 45 characters to fit on. So, so it could be dedicated to Linda Snell. Yes. Or if have you a little win... poem from Lark Rise to Candleford oh on it. Oh, my God, Yes. Uh, if you win, then uh, I will be in touch and then you tell us what you want engraved, 45 characters, and I will send it to them. And you pick the watch that you want out of the selection that they're going to send Ooh, you. Oh, nice. Yes. Because they've got some lovely watches in there. They Lucy. have. I'm on now, the website. No, but I don't have a watch, but now I'm a little bit older than what I used to be. Mm. I feel like you should, have you should get a watch. When yes. I have my big birthday, which is like 100 million years away, mm. I might ask for a watch. Mm. Never had a watch since. Do you wear a watch? Yes. No one. Yeah. Oh, do you? Mm. I've always had one. Interesting. I, I don't. I don't like. I, I feel a bit untethered if I don't. Well, have I one. think classy people wear watches. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's okay. And me also. <laughs> um. Uh, so what we've decided to do for the competition, mm-hmm. yeah, is tell us. On Patreon, go on to message again. Oh, yeah. Don't just email it, otherwise you'll give all your... All your yeah, don't oh, put yes. it on the notifications the bit, otherwise message. everyone can see it. So put it in yeah. a private message and say who you would want to give a watch to on one of the characters on the archers and what oh. you would engrave on the back. 
Oh my God, that's a really good thing. And then we will pick the bestie one and then they will get an accurate watch engraved with whatever they like within 45 characters. I would give it to Chelsea and I'd just write on the back. (laughs) I would give it to Emma and put your time will come. Oh, Lucy, you're just the best. And I'm probably loads of people at home going, oh, thank God, I just thought of that. So sorry about that. (laughs) You can nick Lucy's idea. No, you can't, because then. (laughs) (laughs) That's enter under an assumed name. See if I can win. (laughs) Oh, imagine if you didn't win. Gutting. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's very good. Oh, that's a great idea. Brilliant. I love that. Get it in, get your answer in uh, by one o'clock next Friday. Whatever that is, Friday the somethingth of October, because time's zipping away. Well, we can't work it out because it's the 29th of September today, so God knows what it'll be this Friday. Somethingth of October, but anyway, possibly the 8th or something like that. But but anyway, the Friday, Uh, 1pm UK time, and tell us who you would give a watch to in one of the characters on the Archers and what you would have engraved on the back. Well, thanks to our listeners. Thanks to our subscribers. Thanks to our reviewers. Thanks to our Patreons. Thanks to our friends and family. Thanks to our contributors. Thanks to Matt Rodriguez Payne. (laughs) Why are you doing it in that strangely lip-smacky voice? It's quite weird. Um, Now... Uh, talking of Matt Rodriguez Payne, he has mm-hmm. been back to the to the to the land of his fathers or possibly mothers. I'm not sure. Uh, he's been to Lisbon. Argentina. Anyway. Okay, yes. Lisbon. No, <laughs> no. And um, so, have you heard of, of, of Fardo? Um, no. It always sounds like a cake to me, but it isn't. It's a Portuguese uh, style of singing. Of, oh. of, sort of a musical thing that happens okay. in Portugal okay. and it is incredibly soulful and sad people come out of Fardo and you have Fardo um, restaurants where you go and drink Fardo bars you go and drink and, and listen to this music well that's what they could have done on Sunday night at the Harvest Festival it would have been a lot better yes. however everyone does emerge from Fardo absolutely weeping <laughs> because it is so yeah well they'll be weeping of boredom yeah. <laughs> on Sunday night Lucy you'd exactly. rather be weeping yeah. of having purged yourself <laughs> so here is uh matt rodriguez payne's tribute to fardo oh, lovely. through the medium of the, the archers <laughs> ready yes
So that should be the theme tune to Lark Rise to Candy if they're done. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a suitably depressing end. This <laughs> weekend average. Um, Fardo is Have obviously a good weekend, guys. <laughs> Let's get that energy up. Um, uh, Fardo is traditionally sung, so he's used the violin to manipulate. Yeah, it's the, beautiful. The I mean, what he's the, created is stunning. Yes, it is. <laughs> stunning, Matt. La, 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 the lark is rising. Can I hope when that lark rises, somebody shoots it. That's... <laughs> I wish it was the Acorn Antiques version of lark, Larky Rise to Candle. I wish, I wish Brenton and Saunders were doing it. Then it would be Candlebridgeford, wouldn't it? Do you remember when they did the House of Elliot and called it yeah. the House of Idiot? That's still... Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack was Jack was like the equivalent of Pip and Stella and was always leaving or coming, wasn't he? <laughs> oh my god, I loved the House of Elliot and <sighs> French and Saunders version. It's my favourite thing in the world. <laughs> and the penny farthing that was just and followed by a car. Uh, well, thanks, Lucy. That's been great fun. And um, thank you for listening to Lark Rise to Candlefoot. <laughs> I can't wait to discuss it with you next week. <laughs> oh, bye.